your host Scott, and we are not at Stonecloud. Yeah, we're not on video. It all feels very odd. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot to say about it. I'm, right, it's sad. It is. I'm but sad. I mean, hey, listen, we love the people at Stonecloud. They deserve a day off on Labor Day. I they do. They're out they having do. a wonderful holiday. Uh, although we're working still, I yes. hope they're having a great time. Yes, I hope so too. Um, but as we sit here in a car in the OSU parking lot waiting mm-hmm. for players availability, mm-hmm. I really wish we could be a Stone Cloud enjoying yep. one of their delicious adult beverages. That would be really nice. And having a good time on video for everybody to see us. That's right. Because we know everyone really tunes in to see our beautiful faces. That's exactly right. You go look at the YouTube comments. That's all it's about. Yes. A few yes. score predictions, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but most of it's just about us. Yes, you, exactly. Uh, so that's really what's important here. But we apologize. Yes. All right. Uh, I mentioned predictions. But first, uh, we have to address. We do this every week. It's just a habit. I know we're not at Stone Cloud, but what are we drinking? I'm drinking a diet Dr Pepper. Good choice. It's, good choice. It's 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 delicious. It's light strong. It's light and refreshing on a hundred <laughs> degree day. Um, yeah. So what about what about you? I was sipping on an unsweet tea. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's good. I don't like tea. Yeah. No. You and you and you and uh, Ted Lasso. I'm with Ted Lasso on that. It is right. dirty water mm-hmm. and it's no good. Yeah. That's uh, the, I, I won't argue. All right, Um, I mentioned predictions. Time to talk about that. We did last week have uh, a few folks jump in on the YouTube comments. That's obviously not going to be a possibility this week. So so hit us up on Twitter if you want to make a prediction because we will be back at Stone Cloud. We can uh, can drink a beer for you that you will win if you get the closest score prediction. The closest prediction this week, not a lot of close ones. Yeah, probably not. As, As I would expect. I would fall into that category, too, of having not gotten close. But I didn't get close either. Ninja, with a score of Oklahoma State forty-eight to six, was the the closest. That's a forty-eight uh, to six combined total of twenty-eight points off oh, right there. Okay, that's He's, he is the. Winner. I don't think I'm going to say well done on that, but yeah, better, congrats, better than everybody. else. That's true. That's there. true. So Ninja, that's that's. that's it makes it me is. think of the old Ninja Turtles movie where it says Ninja Vanish. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, Along with all the other odd things going on, and we've already addressed last week's game in our post-game podcast, so we won't uh, won't harp on that too much uh, because it was very odd. But uh, we did get to visit with Mike Gundy earlier today. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was in a uh, in a good mood, very jovial. Mike he was. Gundy, he was. He was chatty, told some stories, had a good time. Nothing new to reveal regarding the quarterback situation. Not necessarily. He didn't necessarily say that they'll go with the same plan, but basically the same plan based on what he sees in practice this week. Yeah. Essentially. Well, and I, you know, yeah, I don't. How do you mix up the plan at this point? Right. Who played better than the other one? I mean, you could exactly. argue Gunner maybe, um, but I think I don't know. I, I I just think you can't really pick one right now. I don't see a lot right. of difference. Um, no. But I thought it was interesting. He said that Gunner earned his earned some stripes. Yeah, yeah, he did uh, with the way he played, and I think, and he meant that as two of earned stripes with the experience of it and doing what he did, but also with his teammates, right? With his coaching staff, like people, I think trust Gunner a little bit more now than they have in the past. Yeah, I I think that was was big for him. I mean, I really did not think he was a significant piece of 
of this quarterback competition, mm-hmm. and he absolutely proved me wrong with the with the way that he played. Now I'm not going crazy. I've, I've heard a lot of people saying that they think they think it was clear that he was the better quarterback, and I know that his quarterback rating was higher. He also had an offensive line that was opening up holes, that was protecting. He had running back getting yardage. Um, you know, he had as much in one of his four drives as the other two quarterbacks had. Yeah. In either of their four he, series combined, he didn't have the drops Alan Bowman dealt with. Right. Bowman had three drops that probably would have been another hundred yards receiving mm-hmm. or passing on there for him. You know, so right. um, it's hard to tell. I thought Rangel looked great. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, he had the the lone interception, but that was an offensive line not breakdown. Not his that, fault that at all. Resulted in a guy being in his face and hitting him as he threw the ball. So yeah, I really thought they were all pretty equal. And I mean, I find it fascinating trying to figure out what this team is going to look like three weeks from now when Big Twelve play starts against Iowa State. That's not a place where you want to go and be playing around trying to figure out what your quarterback situation is. Yeah, no. So. Going to be interesting to follow that. Uh, other interesting things from Mike Gundy today. Um, still um, trying to figure out how to get some consistency out of the offensive line. We talked about Preston Wilson did not suit up uh, because of a non-football issue. He will travel with the team. We'll see what that means yeah, in that terms d- of. We don't know what that means. No, he'll, we'll he'll be there. We'll see what that means in terms of him actually playing. There was uh, that the that was the lone change to the depth chart from week one to week two was the addition of an or next to Preston Wilson's name along with Taylor Materko. Materko obviously started and uh, and went the distance against Central Arkansas. We'll see what happens there. You know, it just it just hit me one guy that I wish we had asked specifically about because Mike did not talk a lot about specific guys today. Uh, curious what he thought about Dalton Cooper, who stepped yeah. in for, for Jake Springfield after the injury there at right tackle. Did not get his opinion on him. Um, I thought I thought he was solid, not uh, not great, but solid, and uh, and did the job. So um, we'll see. It's a, all indications are Springfield should be back and ready to go. That is not the case with Justin Wright, who um, who we let Mike know uh, <laughs> that uh, he will be out for uh, for for four weeks. Um, Justin went on Twitter and uh, and shared that he, information he, with the yeah, world. Yeah, that was. That was a new wrinkle. Yes, it was. You don't uh, uh, you, you don't see that with uh, with with the typical Oklahoma State player announcing no. their injury situation. No, not at all. Uh, maybe a season-ending one. Yeah, yeah. That that we've seen, um, or a, a parent dropping that news. Yeah, we've seen we've seen some of those, but definitely not a a player going on and saying, "Hey, I'll be back week five. So yeah, and I don't. No, I mean Mike said he didn't know about it, so I don't know how he's going to react to that. Yeah, I'll be curious, <laughs> curious to know how that how that all goes for for him. Um, but Justin, very mature guy. I don't think he's he's all that worried about no. uh, about any of it. He's, His last season of college football, exactly. He's not worried at all. Now, uh, one of the more interesting things with that is, you know, a few weeks ago we were all talking about Justin Wright being kind of one of the main faces of this defense. Obviously, Nick Martin got the start and, and played very well. Played very well, and has uh, has taken on an even bigger role now with Wright out. I don't know exactly who they would maybe look to if they had to uh, to shuffle some things up. We could see Nick Wright play uh, Nick Nick Martin. I'm I'm combining them into, wow. into the same guy. I like that. Let's right? combine them all into one. Who else yeah. do we combine? 
Yeah, Colin Col- Daniels. Yeah, exactly. Colin Daniels. Imagine, yeah. imagine how dangerous that player Woo! would be. But Nick Martin at, uh, at, could play every snap at, at Arizona State this week. We'll see what happens there. We get to talk to some players here in a little bit, including Nick Martin. I'm excited uh, for that one. Looking forward to, to chatting with him. I visited with him for the first time on Media Day back at the beginning of August and really enjoyed getting to talk to him. A really fun and, uh, and interesting guy. We'll see what he has to say about, uh, about life for himself right now after his first collegiate start. So what else? Uh, what else from uh, from Gundy's chat uh, jumped out at, at you today? We got to talk about this TCU stuff he talked about. <laughs> yeah, because it was, was one of the funniest moments of, in a long time with Mike. He's he's open and saying he's chewing out the offensive coaching staff. Mm-hmm. First of all, which surprised me that he's that open saying I was chewing on him this morning basically, and I start saying well, it's, it, it, TCU's going to do the same thing, and it's going to it's going to hurt us. And a young coach he didn't say who points out Mike. We don't. We don't play TCU this year, <laughs> and my and Mike just stopped dead and was like, "Well, if we play TCU, they're going to do the same thing." You know, yeah. like it's just it was so funny. He's just not used to this conference realignment. The question was about how weird it is that you play back to back against Arizona State, and the next year you could play them again because they're in the conference. Yeah, and it was just so funny to me because it was like going, going, going. They're so used to playing these nine teams. But all of a sudden, it's like, wait, we're not playing TCU, we're not playing Texas, we're not playing Tech, we're mm-hmm. not, you know, not playing these guys. And I think it was really, really kind of a, a good, funny, lighthearted moment to point out how conference realignments have impacted and everything. Um, but also, it shows that UCA, I think, had a really good coaching staff and good game plan. Yeah, Saturday, and yeah. Mike pointed that out too. But I think that really shows how good UCA was on Saturday. Right. I mean, he talked about how they were prepared for all three quarterbacks in different ways. They had different stuff that they that they did. The only thing he really specifically mentioned was that uh, they they kind of blitzed a little bit more when Gunner was in the game, thinking mm-hmm. they might rattle him a little bit, whereas they didn't feel like they could do that with with a sixth year senior like Bowman. So that was uh, that was interesting. But it sounds like they were incredibly prepared for this opportunity and and nearly made it pay off. They were in this ball game early in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. still a one score game. So. Um, that was uh, that was a, a really fun story. I love when Mike gets going telling stories and yeah, um, always entertaining. He, you know, ended up making the, uh, the the reference to Animal House, the Germans bombing Pearl Harbor, is sort of <laughs> how he felt uh, on on that. So it was fun listening to him get going on on a story. So um, he did confirm to me, and I think we talked about this in the post game podcast. If we didn't, I meant to um, that there is sort of a situational rotation with the punters oh yes which i find fascinating you know they're doing it with long snappers already zeke zaragoza on field goals and extra points uh shea frybaum on punts, punts. but now you got a, a two punter system with hudson cock on the uh, on the shorter placement kicks which he did great at he had yeah. a bad bounce on one and they still downed it at the 15 <laughs> the other one he kills at the five um and then and then west paul the Six foot five Western Kentucky transfer. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I realized how big he was. I gotta. I gotta spot him today after practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to check him out. He is. A, he is a big dude. And and Mike pointed out that apparently he's got really long legs for a guy his height. Already. Yeah, his hips were high. High hips. That was high got, hips. Got high hips. High hips. So yeah. So uh, that was interesting. He and he obviously held up his end of the role really well. He averaged. 57 yards on his two punts mm-hmm. so a 54 yarder and a, and a 60 yarder in his first his first two career how, 
punts. How does Western Kentucky go, let's put our 6'5 punter at holder <laughs> right. and not use them otherwise? Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah, fascinating. So, all right. Anything else from from Gundy today that uh, no? Was I think it was. Into? I don't. I mean, I can't think of much else. I mean, right. we talked a lot of quarterback stuff, which yeah. we don't need to rehash on here. Exactly. Um, that was the primary conversation. Justin Wright, Preston Wilson, TCU, Arizona State a little bit. They're you know they're concerned of the quarterbacks, and they said they little, they play a little faster on defense now. But that was about really the extent of the talk. Yeah. Um, you know, tackling came up again uh, on the defensive side yeah. of the ball. That I I think it. Felt like they sort of began to solve that issue, and maybe it was just like Mike said in post game, um, just you know being the first game back in in mm-hmm. in the season and back in full contact again and and having to get used to it. Maybe that's all it was, and that's not going to be an issue. They yeah, uh, according to PFF, only missed eight tackles, which is compared to last year's numbers. They were double digits almost every game last yeah. season, so eight's not a terrible number against sixty nine snaps. So um, you know maybe that's something that they've got. That they can solve pretty easily, but when you're coming off the type of win that they had over a team that everybody expected them to blow out, and your two big concerns are blocking and tackling, it's it's there's still reason to yeah. get a little bit nervous, a little uncomfortable there. Don't hit the panic button. No, no, no need for that. No, as Christian Holmes pointed out on Twitter, uh, this team two years ago struggled to beat Missouri State. Yes, and went on to the Big Twelve title game in the Fiesta Bowl. So I think exactly think it's going to be okay so far. Yes. Now, granted, that team knew who their quarterback was. Yeah. Although Spencer Sanders didn't play that day against Missouri State. That's true. They had, they had Jalen Warren in the backfield, which I, I think barely that, touched the ball. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He. They didn't know what they had in him until two weeks later at Boise State, and they had what turned out to be one of the best defenses in Oklahoma State history, and one of the best in the country that year. That is the, uh, the the toughest one of those three things for them to uh, to replicate in terms of of being the 2021 version of themselves again. I don't know that they can do that, but I think they can be good on defense, and I don't think the tackling issues are going to linger. So, all right, um, you know, like we said, we get to uh, get to talk to some players here in a little bit. We get to visit with Justin Kirkland for the first time. I'm excited to see him up close and personal like this. Yes. Exactly. Um, I say the first time. Uh, I can't remember if you were there, but uh, at Pro Day, uh, a couple of us chatted him up very briefly oh, about, yeah. about the weather back in his hometown. Yeah, I didn't Roy, get. Utah. I wasn't in the chat, but I think I remember seeing you guys from afar. Too, right. Yeah. Because he was walking around in a tank top and shorts and flip flops. Yeah. And I was in a hoodie and jeans. Yep. And so I was curious what the uh, what the temperature was back in his hometown. I do remember someone telling me that those flip flops have got to really feel it. Or something. But they're, that was really funny. They are, uh, yeah. They were they were paper thin. Yeah. There's not a lot of tread left on those uh, on those flip flops for sure. Uh, we also get to talk to Dijon Stribling for the first time. Um, I'm curious to uh, to get to know this guy a little bit. He, I think, out of all the transfer portal additions, I think he and Kirkland uh, on their respective sides of the ball are the two that I think could have the most impact. Yes. Stribblings is going to be statistical, making plays, catching passes at at the outside receiver spot where I think he's going to be a great complement for, for Brennan Presley on the inside. Strickland, I think just blowing things up in the middle of the defense is going to be his, his, his big uh, impact because I don't know that he's going to necessarily rack up a bunch of stats as the nose tackle in a three-man front. But I think he's going to mess up stuff for mm-hmm. a lot of teams, and he's going to manhandle some some offensive linemen, and uh, and and eat up some double teams, and all the things that you need 
that nose tackle to do so that your linebackers and safeties can go make plays behind him. So very fired up to, uh, to talk to both of those guys. All right. Anything else that uh, that we need to get to before we jump ahead to the uh, the Stone Cloud six pack? No, I think uh, we covered it. We're gonna. Well, this might be a little more, a little faster now. We're not on Stone Cloud, you right? Know? It's a little bit, a little bit different for you. On, yeah, it's you it's know. a different uh, different pace, different feeling when we're not yeah. uh, sitting there enjoying a uh, a beverage. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and do it. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but go ahead and 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 send us your game predictions for the Arizona State game. Twitter is probably the easiest. You can throw them on uh, the Apple uh, podcast app in the uh, in the comments there if you would like to uh, to jump in and play. Ninja, we'll, uh, we'll have your beer next week that we will drink for you, and whoever wins this week will have one for you as well. So jump on in there and offer up your Arizona State game predictions in uh, a comment of some sort. All right, time for the Stone Cloud six-pack. Three that are football, and today even three that are, uh, that are still football. But first... Number one about this week's game, over or under 149.5 rushing yards for the Cowboys. And I'll throw out some context while you contemplate it because I know you haven't done any homework, Jacob. I don't do homework. So 149 yards is what they rushed for on Saturday. This team did have their best individual rushing game as a team last year when Arizona State came to Stillwater. Uh, 198, if I remember correctly. I know it was in the 190s. Uh, they did not duplicate that uh, it, at any point during the season. So, over or under, 149 and a half. I'm going over. Going over, he says. Going over. I think the offensive line figures some things out a little bit. Okay. I like Ollie Gordon to get the ball more this time. Mm-hmm. I think that helps. And I'll think since it's going to be 150 degrees, <laughs> yeah. you want to run the ball and get out of there. Yes. So, I think that's going to be the game plan. I like that. I think that that is a uh, big part of what they're uh, they're going to try to do in this game, shorten the game, get through it. I don't see them going out and trying to run 85 plays like they did on Saturday. Nope. I think they will try to establish the run. I think they're more prepared to establish the run in uh, in, in in this ball game and you know, they they've obviously shown that they can have success running the ball when they do the things that they're trying to do and I think that's uh, that's what you're going to see from them in this ball game. I too am going over. I think this team is going to end up being a solid rushing line. Not great, but I think they've got real talent at running back and I think the offensive line is going to be good enough to give them opportunities. So, I'm going over as well. Number 2 in the Stone Cloud 6 pack. All right, all four quarterbacks played three series or I'm sorry, four series. And it sounds like Mike Gundy is going to divide the work somewhat similarly this week. So my question is, will any quarterback play more than four series? Mm. It's a tough question because what if there are more than 12 series? Right, exactly. That's what you got to factor in. That's what you got to factor in. That's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say yes because there's going to be more than 12 series. Okay, fair enough. I think that's going to be... I'm going the other the reason direction. Why. I'm going the other direction. I'm going no. I don't think they'll get to 12 series. You don't think they'll get 12 series. I think they're okay. going to be able to uh, play a little bit more ball control this week. Okay. And uh, I think they're going to get some turnovers, though. I can see that. I can see that. We'll even discuss that in our next question. With that, they, they did not have an interception. They had a, f- a fumble recovery. That's still one of the funniest fumbles to me. It really it really was odd. The way the ball mm. just sort of fell out and yeah. plopped down. Footballs don't do that, and yeah. that one did. 
yeah, it was it was it was odd. Um, no interception though. I'm I'm giving them against a true freshman quarterback playing his second game, yeah. first one against the Power Five. I'm giving them an interception, but will they have over or under one and a half interceptions? Yes, over. Going over. I'm going over. I think a true freshman against a talented, experienced secondary. Mm-hmm. I think Kendall Daniels will find the, his hand, get his hands on one of them, um, and. Corey Black's off to a great start. Give Corey Black the other one. Yeah, right. I'm gonna, I'm Very gonna, good. I'm gonna go bold and name the guys too. I'm going All Kendall right. Daniels and Corey Black. Okay, well that 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 takes a little bit of of the juice out of the unofficial follow up question I was gonna I was gonna offer, which was who's gonna have the first interception. But you still got to choose between those two guys. Oh, so uh, Corey Black. And with Corey Black, I am gonna go with Trey Rucker Ooh. for the first interception. Okay, okay. Um, See, I I I'm lost on these. Defensive predictions. Jason Taylor's done. Right. You don't have how do, you don't have Taylor. How to do I on. pick a player for the playmaking on this right. defense? Because Jason Taylor's gone. Yeah. And congrats to JT. Yeah, he made the Rams. Run. He made the Rams. Good stuff. I'm super excited for JT. That he deserves it. Um love to watch that kid rise and do what he's done. Yes. Um absolutely. but I miss him because it was an easy prediction to say Jason Taylor's gonna have the first pick. That's Jason exactly Taylor's right. gonna lead the team in tackle. Jason Taylor's gonna do this, gonna do that. Nah, and then you know, maybe it'd be Corey Black. Maybe so. Maybe he's the, uh, the the next guy. All right. Move on to the second half of the Stone Cloud six pack. As I said, still football. Did you take related. an over under? Uh, oh, over, over, over. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, think you took one. Okay. Over. No, no, I didn't. But uh, I, I tell you what. If, even if I had set the number at two and a half, I would have still still gone take over. it over. Yeah. I think they're going to. They're going to disguise uh, some things for this kid. Yes, this exactly. is going to be. They're going to throw this guy off some. And Kirkland might get in his face. Right. Exactly. I think there's a lot that they can uh, do to have some success uh, against a true freshman. So, all right. Moving on to the second half of the Stone Cloud Six Pack. Uh, this question was inspired by uh, by my thoughts while watching Deion Sanders over the weekend, doing all the things that oh, yeah. that he did. He was my little brother's favorite player. He had uh, one of those. Did you ever have one of those little wooden cutouts? It was like about a foot tall. Oh, yeah, I didn't show about yeah. I had the picture on yeah, it. Yeah, I think I had a he, Pudge Rodriguez one. Oh, very nice. My brother had sure. uh, my brother had prime time. Uh, had had him in the uh, the, the Cowboys um, uniform for that. Yeah. Also had a uh, a 49ers thing of some sort that okay. I can't remember exactly what it was. I just remember it hanging up on his wall. So uh, he was a, a big big fan of Neon Dion, and that got me to thinking for this half of the Stone Cloud Six Pack. Your three favorite NFL players of all time. Man, that's tough. And I know you're a Cowboys fan. Well, I we am. haven't discussed this, so uh, Dion's still on the table. If you if you want Coach yeah. Prime. You you jump right well, in there want, and take uh, Coach Prime. It, it, uh, it's not going to be number one pick. <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyways, okay, so I, do I get first pick? I will give you first pick because I'm a nice guy. You are a nice guy. That's really nice. Um, Emmitt Smith was always my favorite player. Okay. All right. I loved Emmitt Smith. Being a Cowboys fan, just loved watching him run the football mm-hmm. and score the touchdowns and keep the football. Just just – I liked everything about Emmitt Smith. Have you seen uh, recently? My wife showed me this commercial. Have you seen the commercial where he unretires? I have not. Oh my gosh, it is so funny. I forget what it's for. This commercial, obviously, he, a good advertisement. He, Dan Marino, Jerry Rice, yeah, someone else. They all unretire. It's got Josh Allen in it too, and it like it goes terribly wrong, but it's so <laughs> funny and it's great. Um, but yeah, I loved Emmitt Smith. He's the only NFL, he's the only NFL jersey I've ever owned. Was an Emmitt Smith jersey as a kid. 
Um, Very nice. Loved Emmett Smith. He was he was my guy. All right, good deal. Um, I, I'm I'm guessing you probably think you know who I'm going with here, but I'm not. He's going to make the list, but I'm not okay. going with him okay. off the top. I'm starting with my first ever favorite player, and that was a man you just mentioned, Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Yes. I. The laces were in. Laces out, Dan. <laughs> I was uh, just sort of figuring out football in mm-hmm. 1984, starting to, to – kind of uh, try to decide who my favorite team was going to be. Obviously, growing up in Oklahoma, uh, everybody loves the Cowboys. I hated yep. the Cowboys because my, my great-grandpa made me watch them every time we were at his house on Sunday, <laughs> and I wanted to watch other stuff. I didn't like anything about them. So, um, get to the end of the 84 season. It ends up being San Francisco and Miami in the Super Bowl, and I latched on to Dan Marino and the Miami Dolphins that day okay. and stuck with it for a while. I, I ended up being a little bit of a flip-flopper in terms of favorite teams okay. uh, later on in um, uh, as, I, as I got older until I, until I finally settled on the Colts uh, in, in 1995. But, um, yeah, so Dan Marino, Dolphins were my first favorite team. Marino was my first favorite player. That's good. That's a good pick number two See, for you. I'm struggling to get away from the Dallas Cowboys. I think because well, just fine. I mean, grow, you're, you're, growing up as a kid, that's pretty much what I watched. Right. Yeah. You know, and I didn't have cable, so mm-hmm. I was just kind of pinned to whatever was on. It was always Dallas Cowboys. Um, but he wasn't always Dallas Cowboy. I really loved Eddie George. Ooh, that's a good one. I was yeah. a big fan of him too. I loved Eddie George, man. Mm-hmm. I could play. And I really liked watching him play football at Ohio State and in the NFL. Yeah. So Eddie right. George, I think, is one of my throws. That out was there. a good one. That's a good one. All right, my uh, my number I, two. I, speaking, I sorry, I was so stoked mm-hmm. when he signed with the Cowboys, though. Right. As he got older, I was like, I don't care that he's old uh-huh. and pretty much done. He's a Dallas Cowboy. That makes me really happy. There you go. All right, I'm uh, I'm going to go to another of my uh, youthful favorite players, another quarterback, Randall Cunningham. Ooh, that's so cool. uh, so after the Dolphins, I don't know why or how. Uh, green was my favorite color. Maybe that had something to do with it. <laughs> I gravitated toward the Eagles and and Randall Cunningham early on in his career. Loved him also when he was with the Vikings later. Had that one great season. But uh, Eagles, Randall Cunningham was one of my favorite players of all time. He was so unique and, and so much fun to watch. Uh, that uh, that I was uh, a big fan of uh, of him at that point and and continued to be so. All right, over to you for your final pick. It's oh, tough. I have options here. You got lots. Of I could go with Dion Sanders. You, you got Deion. well. The reason I love Dion was because I had the Sega. I think I've said this. I've had the Sega Genesis game mm-hmm. that he that was Dion Sanders right. game, and I loved that game. Mm-hmm. Loved it so much. You could push a button and talk trash to your opponent. <laughs> he could high step. Right. scoring touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Loved that game. Played it endlessly. Um, I loved Troy Aikman. I loved Michael Irvin. Right. Uh, Jason Witten was always a favorite. Ah, um, I thought that might be your guy there. I thought you might go Witten. And it's going to hurt OSU fans' heart. Roy Williams is always one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loved Roy Williams. Even at OU, just loved watching him play football. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Tony Romo. Oh, wow. I did not see that coming. Controversial for some people. That is. I loved Tony Romo. I thought that guy was very underrated, uh-huh. and I still think that. Right. He could play. Yeah. And he made good things happen, and he was entertaining and threw for a lot of yards 
And I just, I'm going to go with Tony Romo. Very nice. Over Michael Irvin even, too. I loved Michael Irvin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I didn't. I did not see that coming. Like I said, I thought. I thought Witten was going to be the direction. Witten's a good one. Certainly wouldn't have expected Romo though. I like it. I like it. No complaints. I'm, uh, and Zeke. I'm still sad to see Zeke leave Dallas. Yeah. I like Zeke a lot. Yeah. Really curious to see what happens with him in in New yeah. England and how, uh, you know, what he's able to to do in a uh, in a, a smaller role. So that'll be fun. Um, I'm I'm really hitting a lot of uh, of of. Uh, names that I really want to pick at this point. Um, but I feel like I've got to go to the guy who, if I actually ranked the player that was my favorite over my entire lifetime, he would have been number one. I went, I went more youthful for my early picks, but I'm going to have to stick with the, with the guy that is really my, my favorite NFL figure of all time. Uh, I've got an autographed photo hanging on my wall. I've got a, photo of me with him hanging on my wall then both very proud of both of them i'm going with peyton manning now i have to clarify i did not become a colts fan because of peyton manning a lot of people find out the timeline of my my colts fandom i was a colts fan before they got peyton manning i was actually they were actually really bad uh for for a couple of years before yeah they got that's peyton how they got manning peyton manning. And, manning yes exactly and i was already a fan before that now i was very upset the day they drafted peyton manning I wanted them to take Heath Schuler. I'm, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ryan Leaf. Uh, the Drew Bledsoe Heath Schuler uh, yeah. argument was the reason I didn't want them to take Peyton Manning. Drew Bledsoe had come from Washington State. Heath Schuler from Tennessee. Schuler stunk it up. Bledsoe was a good quarterback. Uh. So I was convinced that Ryan Leaf was going to be a star. Peyton Manning was going to tank. So I wanted the Colts to get Ryan Leaf. Didn't work out. And I got to celebrate a Super Bowl as a Colts <laughs> fan because of it. So yeah, that was not a good take on your part. No, no, not good at all. <laughs> absolutely not. He's and Peyton Manning should probably be on my list too. That man's funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love that guy. Super so, entertaining. Like, yeah, that's a good one. But uh, oddly enough, Jim Harbaugh was the Colts quarterback when I became a Colts. Oh fan. yeah, yeah. That was strictly because I hated the Steelers. That's, ah. that's honestly how I initially became a Colts fan. The uh, the '95 playoffs. They end up playing in the uh, in the AFC Championship game, and I did not want the Steelers to get there, so I went all in on the Colts. Jim Harbaugh, it was a really great game, uh, but the, uh, the the Colts couldn't finish it off, um, and I just decided I was going to stick with them mm-hmm. from from then. A couple of years, you know, then they uh, you, know, you get Marshall Falk, Peyton Manning. Marshall Falk was good too. Later, Edger and James, um, you know. So many guys that, uh, that that came after that that uh, that I, I fell in love with as a uh, you know teenage and, and, and older sports fan. So uh, that was uh, that was my list. I didn't know what to do with Barry Sanders on this list. Yeah, that's because a tough I, one. Was, I was I only watched so him on Thanksgiving though. Right, that's that was the thing. It was it was always yeah. there. Were, there wasn't always a ton of, uh, of opportunities I to watch. I have him another one then. that I like to watch is R.W. McQuarters. Oh yeah, because one of the first college football games I went to was his game against Texas. Yeah, when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. and I just followed that guy ever since. That's another one I forgot. That's, yeah, that's a tough list. Uh, I I really enjoyed McQuarters in college because I loved guys that played mm-hmm. both ways. So I, I was obsessed with with the things he could do, and then and you know special teams too. Um, loved everything that, uh, that that he did in in that way. But um, yeah. Barry Sanders was one that I just I my uh, that was more an admiration than yeah. a fandom 
because I was never really a Lions fan. I was a fan of all the other teams mm-hmm. that I picked. So um, that's what uh, kind of swayed me on my on my picks there. But um, all right, is that uh, is that about is that about it? I uh, think that covers everything. Everything that we were that we were hoping to cover here in this wonderful podcast here today. We will have our uh, our our well actually uh, Joe Masato and I will have a post game podcast. Yeah, from, I'm not going to Arizona. Phoenix. Gotta gotta be a dad. Hey, sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes yeah. you gotta hang out. You gotta be a dad and be and be a dad. With the, with I'm happy to go and parent. How old, my how old kids. is how old is Breck now? What are, how many weeks uh, are we up to? Three, are we count, are we counting by months? We're at this months. Point? We're yeah. three okay. months. Right. Uh, a little over three months now. So um, happy to go and parent. You know, Cohen turns three next month. That's right. Breck's three months. Um, my wife goes back to work after maternity leave all this weekend. So mm-hmm. happy to go and be a parent and uh, hang out with those two little guys. Nothing wrong with that. I I will not fault you for that but i will enjoy phoenix without you i'm sorry well you know we've already been twice right in the last 18 yeah months or whatever mm-hmm. and it's not the camelback this time so it's not quite the same it for me so i think i'll be again. okay if you be going to cam- if you're going to camelback again i might be a little upset but i think i'm okay i'll probably just drive by and take some pictures i mean uh, it's just natural for me to you know it's like my habit i just yeah, show up and drive to the camelback um I'll go by, go by, take some pictures, and just that's send fine. them to you. That's I've never seen, I've never seen it not decorated for Christmas. Oh, that that's would be, true. That would be interesting. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, when the when the, the the giant cacti aren't covered in light. That's true. That'll be a different experience. Uh, but looking forward to it nonetheless. So, all right. Well, with that, we will be uh, back at Stone Cloud next week, and uh, and back to uh, hopefully normal. Have some beers, drinking, and and. Enjoying a uh, video podcast that we can post on YouTube as well. So, with that, we're going to go talk to some Oklahoma State football players, and we will talk to you this weekend.